are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Brewers, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see everywhere I'm covering the game of baseball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast. And on today's episode, we will be talking about rest versus rust and how Craig Council will handle this final week of games. And we'll also be taking a quick look at the potential NLDS matchup between the Braves and the Phillies, who have a big series this week as well. To, it's worth keeping an eye on. We'll be talking about all of that as well as this Cardinal series the Brewers have upcoming. Before we get into all of that, let me remind you this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them a locked on sent you. So uh, this week's mainly going to be dictated a lot by you and what you want to talk about. As me and Vinny discussed on Monday's podcast, these games, these last six games really are meaningless. The Brewers have the number two seed locked up. They'll be facing the winner of the National League East. We know all of that. The Brewers aren't going to catch the Giants or Dodgers for the top seed. So these games really are meaningless. At this point, in terms of wins and losses, there's still several things within each game that I think is worth keeping an eye on, and we touched on some of that on Monday's podcast as well. So there's certainly still reasons to to watch and uh, things to look out for the rest of the way. But as far as you know, wins and losses, these games really don't matter. And you know, while it's great to clinch this early, you you certainly would want to do that as a fan, as a team. That way you can line things up the way you want, and that'll be part of what Council will try to juggle the rest of the way is how to line up his starting rotation for the postseason and where those guys are going to be slotted. Um, you know, Brandon Woodruff will be pitching on Tuesday. You know, you could potentially bring him back on Sunday, and that would set him up to pitch game one of the NLDS. That's the way things kind of are lining up at the moment. Um, but, you know, we could see maybe he'll switch that around and have uh, Burns ready to go for game one of the NLDS. Uh, I'll have to see how that plays out over the week as well and how Council decides to line that up. Game one of that NLDS won't be until Friday, October the 8th. So still got a lot of time to kind of figure that out and how Council wants to manage things there but that's certainly something worth watching the rest of the way but what i really wanted to talk about here is rest versus rust and how council handles primarily the lineup not so much the the pitching staff i think pitchers will be managed differently this final week i don't think you're going to see anybody going over 100 pitches unless you know maybe somebody has a no hitter going which with this pitching staff is certainly possible but i think you'll see the starters get a pretty quick hook in these last six games just making sure they're geared up. You may even see them, you know, working on things. So don't be surprised if you see some, you know, questionable results with some of these starters in this last week, as they could just be, you know, using this as a final tune-up, uh, working on a pitch or something like that in order to get ready 
for the postseason. So I think pitchers will be managed a little bit differently there. But I'm more so focused on the lineup and whether Council decides to rest some of these guys or whether he's just going to let them play things out the rest of the way. For me, in my opinion, I would let the lineup play every day. And I know that comes with a lot of risk. But at the same time, you know, one of the biggest keys for me to watch the rest of the way is this lineup. And if they can get clicking, you know, if they can start scoring a lot of runs, getting some confidence going. You know, we saw Adamans had the two home runs over the weekend. That was certainly big. You know, Yelich had the big game last Friday. You know, I want to see them have more of those moments. There's, there's been so many injuries in the lineup, guys coming in and out. I really just want to see this lineup play together. I want Council to figure out the best way to structure this lineup going into the postseason. So I want to see these guys playing every day. I think it helps a little bit that they'll be playing the Cardinals early in this week. And the Cardinals, you know, still haven't clinched that second NL wild card spot, but pretty much a foregone conclusion. But I mean, hey, they're still playing for something. So, you know, as they're as the opponent, you want to try to keep them from reaching that goal. And then obviously over the weekend playing the Dodgers, you know, they'll be going for that NL West title. So they'll be playing for something as well. So there's still some competitiveness in these games, which I think is great. And hopefully we'll keep the Brewers playing in that competitive atmosphere. Uh, but I would run I would run the guys out there. I'd run through your regular lineup out there every day, you know, maybe pinch hit for a guy late in the game or something like that, especially, you know, if a game maybe is out of hand one way or the other, maybe you do that. But I would let all these guys start down the stretch here because you have four off days between Sunday and when the Brewers would play again on October 8th. That's a long time. You know, either way, you know, if these guys play or not this week, that's going to be a long break for them. So I, I think it's best for everybody to just continue to play, put the regulars out there, let them get some work. Again, a lot of them have been injured. They kind of need these at-bats anyway to get in a groove and get going. For me, that'd be the best plan, the best strategy uh, going forward in this final week. But we'll see what Council does. Maybe he'll give a guy a day off here or there. But, but I think for the most part, you'll see the regulars in the lineup you know, every, pretty much every day the rest of the way. All right, we'll take a break and come back and look at the Braves and Phillies who will uh, be the NLDS opponent for the Brewers. Hey Brewers fans, this is Jake Mastriani with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. That's GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents per gallon every day of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code at BASEBALL and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code at BASEBALL to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The, ca the cash back gets added right into your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other, other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BASEBALL to get $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code BASEBALL. 
This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024. All right, so looking ahead to the Brewers NLDS matchup, which is going to either be the Braves or the Phillies. And like I said earlier, those two teams will be facing off this week in a big three-game series. So, uh, you know, if you're not is interested in the Brewers Cardinals series, which again is kind of uh, meaningless games there. Uh, maybe you got two TVs going, as I probably will. You'll want to watch that Braves Phillies matchup so you can start scouting those two teams because most likely the winner of that series will uh, will be our the our opponent in the first round. Now, the Braves have a two and a half game lead there, so they certainly have the edge. Phillies really need a sweep in that series to kind of turn their fortunes a little bit. So that'll be a good series to watch. And like I said, if you do have uh, dual monitors going, dual TVs going, um, you, can, you can bring that game up and you can start scouting it. As a lot of you know, I cover the Braves for TomahawkTake.com. I'm the editor or co-editor over there. So I'm very familiar with the Braves and obviously covering that division, very familiar with the Phillies as well. So I feel like I have a really good handle on both of these teams. I'll tell you on paper, as a Brewers fan, I would not be scared in the slightest about facing either of these teams. Neither one of them are really all that good. Uh, but somebody has to win that division. Somebody has to make the postseason. Um, that being said, anything can happen in a playoff series. So, you know, not saying it would be a cakewalk for the Brewers in the slightest, but on paper, you know, the Brewers should handle either one of these teams fairly easily. If you kind of match up the Braves and the Phillies, I kind of jotted it down like this. You look at starting pitching, I think the Braves have the edge here. Uh, I think their starting pitching is a little bit deeper in Charlie Morton, Max Freed, and Ian Anderson. The pretty solid at one, two, three. Uh, the Phillies have Zach Wheeler, who you know was in the NL Cy Young discussion for much of the year. Um, you know, he's one of the better pitchers in all of baseball. He can certainly go up against you know anybody's ace. And then they have Aaron Nola, who's been up and down this year. He can look like an ace at some points, and a lot of other times this year he's looked like a fourth or fifth starter. So just depending on what Aaron Nola you get, it could make that uh, Phillies rotation a very formidable one as well. But then it, it really drops off after that. You got Kyle Gibson, who they got from the Rangers, in a trade deadline deal. So I'm not really as confident in the Phillies starting rotation as I probably would be the Braves. Charlie Warren's been pitching really well down the stretch. Max Freed has been one of the best pitchers in the second half uh, this season. So I probably would give the Braves the edge in starting pitching, but you know, really not much difference there. And again, you know, neither one of those matches up with the Brewers, who I mean have the best starting rotation in all of baseball. So. Uh, again, really wouldn't fear either of those starting rotations, but I, I would give the Braves a little bit of an edge over the Phillies there. In terms of lineups, it's probably a push here. I mean, you got an MVP on one side in Bryce Harper and last year's MVP and Freddie Freeman on the other side. So you got two really good hitters at the top. 
Um, Austin Riley for the Braves has been amazing this year. Ozzy Albies has been good. Um, you know, that's the Braves' top three hitters right there, and it's kind of uh, drops off a, a little bit after that. You know, they got the uh, the trade deadline acquisitions. They brought in Jorge Soler, Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall, and Jack Peterson, and that has certainly helped their lineup a lot and given them some um, veteran you know, bats in the lineup, but, you know, those are replacement level players for the most part at this point. I mean, the Braves are without Ronald Acuna Jr., which is a big loss. Marcelo Zuna, uh, which is, you know, a big loss as well. Those are supposed to be two of the top four guys in their lineup. So, you know, they've been getting solid production from the guys they brought in to replace them, but, you know, certainly nothing really to be too afraid of there. You know, Soler has been great since coming over to the Braves, getting on base. Uh, we all know he's got a very powerful bat. So, you know, he is, he's been key. He, now he's batting leadoff for the Braves right now just because, again, their lineup is, you know, so messed up without Acuna in there. So, I mean, the Braves do have, you know, a, a good lineup, but it's, it's really based solely on home runs. They're not great at manufacturing runs at all. And then you look at the Phillies lineup. Again, you got Bryce Harper. Uh, they got Andrew McCutcheon, Gene Segura. Uh, he's having a good year. JT Real Muto. So, I mean, you got some solid hitters in that lineup as well. So, I, I think the lineups are pretty much even. Again, I think they're both centered around a, an MVP uh, caliber player in Harper and Freeman. And then you got some nice... Um, pieces around each of them uh, to kind of fill things out there. So I think the lineups are pretty even. I think both lineups are, are solid. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're bad just because they're even there. I think both lineups are really solid lineups and can probably even compete with the Brewers a little bit depending on what Brewers offense you're going to get. So, but just in terms of matching up the Braves and Phillies, I think their lineup is a push. And even comparing it to the Brewers, I think. It's probably a push as well, although I like the Brewers' ability to manufacture runs a little bit better. Um, again, in the second half, since making those lineup additions with Escobar and Adamas, I think they become a little bit better at manufacturing runs, but uh, still you know, rely on the home run balls a lot of teams do right now. So I think you know, across the board, Braves, Brewers, Phillies, I think lineups are all pretty comparable at this point. Then you look at bullpen, and that's where the Brewers hold a huge edge over both of these teams as both the Braves and the Phillies have a terrible bullpen. Uh, the Braves' bullpen has been absolutely a disaster this year. If it wasn't for their bullpen, they would be running away with the NL East, but they've had so many blown saves. It's really just been a tough year for their bullpen. The Phillies' bullpen hasn't been much better. Uh, they got Ian Kennedy and that Kyle Gibson trade from the Rangers at the deadline. He's been their closer, and he's given up a quadrillion home runs since he's joined the Phillies. The stats back that up. That's fact. You can go check it. So uh, that's really where you know the Brewers have an edge over both of these teams. I think the the lineups are pretty comparable, but the Brewers have a huge edge in in starting pitching and bullpen. Uh, over both of these teams. So that's kind of how I would line things up. Once we do have a better idea, you know, obviously we'll have those four off days before the series even starts. So we'll do a lot of breakdown there uh, into whatever team the Brewers will be facing. But that's just kind of my preliminary look at each team and how I'd break them down. Again, would not be scared as a Brewers fan facing either of these teams. I think the Braves probably are the better team, but 
hey, that'll be decided this week in that three-game series. We'll see who is able to, to come on top there and then make for a, an interesting uh, weekend or week of games to see who, see who the Brewers' opponent will be. All right, we'll take another break, and then we'll come back, get into some news, and talk about this Cardinals series for a bit. BetOnline is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, baseball, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. As I mentioned at the top, this episode is also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. There are so many different makes and models of automobiles these days, it's impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in your traditional chain store. So why worry with the hassle of answering a bunch of questions about your car at a chain store and just hoping they have the parts you need when you have the inventory of rockauto.com right there in your pocket. You can pull them up on your cell phone, find any make and model of any kind of auto part that your car will need. And there are so many different reasons to maintain your automobile these days, but the biggest one is obviously to save money. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, sometimes even 100% more for the exact same auto part at a chain store or new car dealership? They have everything you can need from brake, fan, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Just go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your vehicle, and do us a favor, write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So the biggest injury news that I'm watching, obviously, in the final week is Rowdy Telez and had some uh, good update on him over the weekend as he dealt, did some work on the field and Council feels confident that he'll return during this road trip. Uh, that will be huge to get him back as he's definitely the best defensive first baseman that the Brewers have. So that will certainly be key, getting him healthy, getting him back in the lineup. So certainly we'll keep our eye on that this week. And then looking at the Cardinals matchup again, the Cardinals uh, magic number to Clint's the second in a wild card spot is one, and the Cardinals are on uh, quite the incredible streak right now. Uh, as far as um, a win streak, they won six, 16 games in a row. So it'd be nice to see the Brewers put an end to that in this three-game series. Got a really great pitching matchup on Tuesday night with Brandon Woodruff going up against Adam Wainwright. So don't want to miss that one. Two really good pitchers there. Got the Cardinals on a 16-game win streak, trying to clinch the second in a wild card spot. Hopefully the Brewers can get a little payback for what happened in the last week and deny that them that them that opportunity at least for one more evening. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Brewers. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs>